Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red. As you can tell by my voice, I am not Dave Hendrick, but I am covering him. It's me, Guy. Uh, Yeah, Dave is unfortunately busy, so I will be doing my best to try and give you your daily update. So, we obviously had the game last night. We beat Leicester 2-0, which was lovely. A nice dominant performance from the Reds. Probably could have had a few more goals, but hey-ho. Casper Schmeichel literally does only turn up against Liverpool nowadays, seemingly, which is a bit annoying. So we'll talk about the game a wee bit. Um, We obviously win 2-0, two goals from Jota, one off a corner via Van Dijk header, uh, Schmeichel has a decent save, probably could have done a smidge better, even though I just said he already turns up against us, but yeah, then Jota just finishes the rebound, it's a lovely goal from Jota, it's, it's, I've, I've deemed him the Portuguese poacher now, and that's what he seemingly is, he just finishes everything, uh, especially with his head, which he, he took he took a day off in that regard, but yeah, he's 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 just been an excellent sign, and we'll probably touch on him a bit more. In a minute, and then the second one, we finally got a Joel Matip assist. I, it wasn't one of his long bursting runs, but it's a nice, num- it's a nice pass from the uh, number ten centre back that we all know and love. But yeah, it it, it it's a nice, comfortable day uh, game for the Reds. I mean, we could we could have made it a bit more comfy with some of our finishing, but yeah, that Leicester never really were in it. If I, if I take a quick look at. Uh, that flash score here, let's have a look at some of the stats. We had 22 goal attempts to their 5, 11 on goal, 1 on goal for them. So yeah, just a dominant dominant performance from us, 65% possession to, to 35. We, we, we kind of battered them and that's where Leicester have been this season. It's uh, a bit more resilient than what I've seen. I mean, I'm sure some of you have watched the uh, Nottingham Forest Cup game. That that they played the other day and, and they just looked absolutely horrific and they were not nowhere near as bad as that but playing two midfielders centre back um barely trying to attack at all really especially I mean who did they have up front they had Dacker in the Dacker Madison Albright and Luckman it, it's not too far away from uh the usual. 11, obviously uh, Vardy's usually there, Indian Atcher was on the bench, he came on, he's a good player. I'm not sure why Telemans has been, I think the the throwing under the bus uh, has started from, from Rodgers, if, if I remember correctly, and Telemans might be one of them, but he is one of their better players, it makes no sense to me. But um, yeah, looking at the Liverpool team, we obviously had Diaz's uh, starting debut, 
and I'll touch on him more in a sec. Uh, Jones started. He's still developing. We'll go with that. Uh, Tiago and Fabinho. When when them two start, it, it's just it's just magnificent. I think it's seventeen games now they're undefeated. I think it's it's one draw and the rest are wins. It, it, it's uh, it's a magnificent record, whatever it is exactly. But when them two start, you're always comfortable. I, I think I think Dave made the point on on Raw last night that when Tiago moved to the left and uh, Jones and then Elliot when he got subbed on, it, the midfield looked much better when Tiago was on the left. Fabinho obviously is the six, and then whoever on the right. But yeah, that that is the if they if they're playing, I think we can go into any game confident. That's probably the main takeaway from that game. Um, the the attack didn't really click in the first half. Obviously, we scored um, in the thirty fourth minute, but Firmino for me had a bit of a sloppy game. He had the odd good moment, but I don't know. He just seems. Oh, I, some people, I think some people on Twitter said he's past it and stuff. I'm not sure, not past it. I think he's still very useful as, as a squad member especially, but I do think Jota has certainly made that central role once everyone's fit and available his own for the time being. Because Bobby, although he had a, he had a good patch uh, before all of his injury problems and stuff like that at the start of the season, I think we've just seen with Jota, he's on a different level. Moore's obviously been on a different level this season. Mane has been... A bit up and down, especially with his finishing. Uh, but now we've got Diaz as well. But yeah, Bob Bobby's still a player for us to use. But I'm not sure he's off of me anyway. I don't think he's a, he, he should be one start in that central role. He's just kind of not the same as he was probably in 2017, 2018, 19. He, it's just, well, father time, isn't it, people? Catches up to all of us. Um... Yeah, and then Jotter on the right. I'm not a fan of Jotter on the right. He just doesn't feel the same. But Diaz, obviously, you kind of don't want him playing too unnatural a position considering he's only in the door a couple of weeks, a week or so now. Um, Yeah, so I think it made sense. And once we got uh, Mo and stuff on, we we looked a lot more dangerous. Mo Mo was obviously a tad peeved because he did try to shoot a million times, I think. I think he was on for like 10 mins and he had the second most attempts. I think that was a a statistic on BT. But yeah, Mo is... uh, Yeah, he might be angry at the weekend and we'll come on to the Burnley game. Don't worry about that. Um, But yeah, I mean... Jotter is just fantastic. Um, the defence was like Van Dyke was just magnificent. I think he he looked almost back to his best, and I say I only say almost because the levels pre injury were just like godly levels, and yeah, he 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 was amazing. Um, he he just really was. Um, bony bones of contention really was Jones. It, 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 the debate rumbles on on Twitter whether he's the next world class talent. Ala Trent or Elliot, or is he? I don't know. Championship fodder, which we've seen. Not fodder. That's probably harsh, but we've seen stuff. Harry Wilson maybe get a tad overhyped beyond his station, and people like Jordan Rosita and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I don't think he's anywhere near their, their levels. Maybe Harry Wilson probably a tad harsh there, but Jones, he's just clearly developing. If he becomes a starter for Liverpool, long like as a set starter, once everyone's fit. I'm not so sure, certainly not at the minute, but yeah, he's he's still developing. I think 
I think we do have better options. Me personally, I prefer to see Naby, but I'd rather see Jones than say Milner or someone like that. Ox probably a debate. You probably have to go game to game there, but yeah, I think Jones. It's one we just have to be patient with, really. If he's not, if he doesn't end up being Liverpool quality, I'm certainly think he'll be Premier League quality. That's probably how I look at it at the minute. But time will tell with Jones. Uh, Diaz looked really good on his debut as well. Um, it's. It's going to be really exciting seeing him develop because I think Klopp made the point in his pod uh, in his podcast press conference this afternoon or uh, this morning. Actually, players usually don't have to have to settle under his system. I think he, he kind of hinted at and to kind of just play straight away and play like that. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. But yeah, two 0 for the Reds, quite comfortable. But we'll move on to the Burnley game. Um, we had Klopp's press conference this morning, um, as I just mentioned. I'll, I'll go through some of them before we get into the actual game itself. Um, uh, so he mentioned Mane. It depends how he's assessed, really. He's obviously fit and stuff like that, but he has just played AFCON. He, he was later back than more. I think he was a couple of days um, later. Just the fatigue and, and stuff like that. He's probably fit enough to play, but... We saw with more last night, duty of care and stuff like that. And we've got the options now. Moore's probably good to start, etc. Henderson's fine. He'll probably come back straight into the team because we will have to rotate because it is the busy period of the season now. Uh, Gomez and Origi were fit enough to play last night. So it's interesting Gomez wasn't on the bench. Uh, I think he mentioned Origi's only just come back from injury. So he might uh, get a spot maybe, I don't know, Maybe choose between him and Minamino, although Minamino's having a good season. I think Klopp name-dropped him specifically as someone who's developing well. Um, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on who gets these squad options. Um, but having Gomez not on the bench, he kind of feeds into the people thinking maybe he needs to move on in the summer. But he's, he was, and probably still is, let's be fair, an excellent centre-back. Everyone remembers 18-19 uh, when he was up there with... with um, with Van Dijk in terms of performances, if he ever gets back there, whether it's at Liverpool or somewhere else, it's excellent, excellent player. Gomez is probably one of the most underrated players in our squad for me. Um, Luis Diaz settled in very well, that's what Klopp said. I think he uh, credited the lads as well, saying when when people aren't playing or injured or whatever, they're, they're always active, trying to keep up. Uh, keep messages in the WhatsApp groups and stuff like that, trying to keep everyone happy. But yeah, Diaz settled in very quickly. As, as I said in the Leicester bit, him playing so early on and playing so well, very good. Uh, forward options, we have a lot now. Uh, maybe not all of them are trusted. Min- Minamino and Origi, you probably won't see in the biggest games. I mentioned with Bobby Klopp, obviously trust Bobby a million percent, but I'd, I'd probably say the front three at the minute is still Mane, uh, Jota and more, And then, You'll have Diaz and uh, Bobby as, as kind of the main rotation ones, and then Minamino and Origi on the league, league and FA Cup. <laughs> but they'll obviously get uh, some minutes and can be good uh, options from the bench, as he, as he, uh, as I say. Um, title race, I think Klopp's getting annoyed by getting asked about the title race. I think that was in his post-match press conference from after Leicester. Um, but we just have to keep going, really. I think with the addition of Diaz, it makes us more exciting, but we... I'm pretty sure we're still the highest goal scoring uh, scoring team in the league, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we can put any more pressure on City. Obviously, we had the we've had few slip slip ups. I won't bring any back to memory because they are painful memories. But if we, if if we keep Origi, uh, not Origi, it, well Origi would be helpful. But if we keep Thiago and Fabinho fit, I, I 
we could go on a massive run. I think I mentioned the record there. Uh, you've probably all seen it specific, the specific record on um, on Twitter. If them two stay fit, we could go on a massive run. We we've seen the problems in midfield when when them two aren't in there. It lacks a bit of balance, but maybe if Kater gets more opportunities, if Jones develops as a say, uh, yeah, maybe we can um, uh, rotate enough in midfield to keep Thiago fit or deal with him when he's missing the odd game. Hopefully, just the odd game. But yeah, we we can we are behind City. We got the game in hand. We just got to keep going. Really, if we go on a massive run, let's see what happens. We can take whatever into the next season. I think we kind of did that um, going into nineteen twenty, didn't we? Um, so if we can do it for next season as well, it, it's always helpful. Uh, thoughts on Burnley? We obviously are playing Burnley. Uh, they are at the foot of the table, I believe. But. Sean Dyche is Sean Dyche, and Burnley are Burnley. They are just, they've just survived in the Premier League for so long. I'm not even sure how long it is. I think it must be eight to ten years now. Um, he's just done an excellent job there with limited funding, a limited squad. Um, there is some really good players at Burnley. To be fair, I like James Tarkovsky. Ben Mee's a good centre back. Dwight McNeil certainly get if they do go down. I presume he get picked up. Nick Pope, another one of them, another one of them goalkeepers like Casper Michael, who seemingly just turns up a level against Liverpool. Uh, Woot, uh, Woot Wakehorst, I think it's pronounced. I probably butchered that, but you know me by now. I don't do pronunciations. He, he looks, he looks maybe different gravy to uh, Chris Wood, who's obviously the was the familiar threat for uh, Burnley. But Wakehorst, we most people probably seen the uh, Man United assist where he, he turned a couple people. Really, he looks like a really good player of it. I think he's like six foot a million, or six foot six in in real terms. Really, he looks like a threat. Uh, Maxwell Cornet is their main goal scorer by the looks of it. But yeah, they, they do they do have decent players, and it won't surprise me if they stay up there. How many? I think it's four games in hand. Four games in hand on some people. Um, two on others, three on others. Obviously, the the season's gone a bit funky with all the COVID and even a weather game for Burnley. But it is just, it is, it's just a, it's a weird season. I, I kind of trust Burnley over some of the teams down there to to get back into the safe spots. Newcastle look improved, but was that just against Everton, who were dreadful? Everton, again, I think it's Everton against Leeds this weekend. If Everton lose that, I, I think Everton are really in it. Um, But Everton getting... All the number tens again with Van der Beek, Ali, even the man, even the managers are number ten and Frank Lampard. It's I just don't Everton's trajectory is downwards, whereas Nor uh, Newcastle's are certainly upwards. Norwich are in all right form for Norwich. I mean they were, they got two wins on the bounce. Um, I think it's two losses in the now. Yeah, two losses now. Um. No, it's a draw. They drew against Palace. I'm reading Flash score wrong people. I am. Uh, that's the way it is. But uh, yeah, they drew with uh, Crystal Palace. So that's three games undefeated. So Norwich are in good form. Watford, Roy there. It depends if he can work his magic in the limited time left. But yeah, I'd kind of trust Burnley. They're three undefeated with three draws on the bounce. And I mean, Arsenal, Watford's probably the one there. But I played Arsenal and Bur- Arsenal and Man United getting two draws out of that. It's obviously a tough running for them with us coming up. Um, yeah, so I, I, Everton certainly getting dragged back into that. Brentford as well, they're on five losses in a row. So I don't think the relegation um, fight is 
kind of set in stone as most people thought earlier in the season when oh Norwich are down etc so I think it'll be an interesting end of the season there um but Burnley yeah it'll be a tough game but as I mentioned earlier Liverpool need to win this game regardless of how impressed I am by Burnley or Sean Dyche Sean Dyche's job over the years we are Liverpool we have to win this. As I mentioned, we've got to keep winning games to keep up with Man City and obviously try and build a gap on Chelsea. I'm not really bothered if we finish second or third. The same job, really. Uh, but we can build a gap on Chelsea whilst they're at uh, the Club World Cup. But yeah, we've we've got to beat Burnley. We can't draw, we can't lose. And yeah, that, I think it may be similar to the Leicester game last night, I think. Uh, obviously, that's more naturally Burnley's game is to try and be resolute. They probably have more set ways to play on the counter um, probably suits them more playing that way rather than having two midfielders at centre-back as well compared to Leicester but I think it'll be a tough game I think it might be similar something like 2-0 or something like that um, Klopp also mentioned the squad size um, and for, this is one for Dan Kennett's uh, squad chart uh, we finally have everyone fit I am touching wood people don't worry if so that I'm anti-jinxing it it's it's great to see. Obviously, there has been concerns in the squad. We do have a lot of injury-prone players and stuff in, in the squad, but this looks like the first time, possibly in the Klopp era, that the squad is actually all together at once. And it, it's, it is great to see how long it'll last, who the hell knows. But we've got to enjoy it whilst we can. We've obviously got games. I think we've got Inter in midweek. Um, is it Norwich next weekend, I think? Um but we obviously have a busy period with the Champions League back. We've got we've got the domestic cups as well. Um so yeah, absolutely great that the the squad's fit. How long it'll last, we've got to enjoy it. But hopefully we see a bit more rotation. Maybe that we've mentioned the forward options there, midfield and stuff. I'd I'd like to see more of Gomez, as I mentioned, it underrated, kind of underappreciated at times. But Kanate as well, um Sibikas as well, he's been excellent this season. So we, we do have we do have options pretty much everywhere, maybe except right back, but Milner, if we need for a game or something like that, not ideal, but Trent is one of them freaks who can play all, all the games, seemingly. But yeah, the squad is seemingly um, just absolutely spot on, and hopefully nothing breaks beforehand. Uh, just quickly before I go, Anfield Index content, um, a couple articles. We had the player ratings by Stephen Smith last night, so go check them out. Uh, Dan Rhodes has been doing his usual articles, he done a summary of a uh, post-match Raw, added in a bit of analysis and stuff on there, so if you if you listen to that, go see what Dan's thoughts on it, and a couple quotes from the pod as well, if you're not. Um, yeah, that's it. In terms of podcasts, uh, we do have scouted, unfortunately, as I said, Dave is away, but we are doing it tonight, so maybe Dave will be back, who knows. But at the minute, the plan is me and Carl Matchett. Uh, I think he said about 8-ish, but that's when he'll be back. So around 8 o'clock, you'll probably see me pop a message in Discord saying we're going live. So 8 o'clock-ish for me and Carl doing an AI scouted. Harry may have a, a rivalry con. Obviously, the quick turnaround in games might not be helpful, but hopefully Harry sends that through to us. Uh, Anfield Index podcast is usually on Fridays, but I'm not sure on that quite yet. But there will be content ahead of the game, and obviously going into next midweek, uh, I'm not sure which day we play it into, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday, but there'll be uh, pre-match stuff and post-match stuff, as you know, with the post-match roars and uh, Nina Kauser shows on, on Sunday. Actually, I think I'm doing... Uh, 
I'm doing the post-match as well on, on Sunday. So there'll be a lot of me, unfortunately, for your listeners. I can only apologise. Um, but that is it. We'll, we'll be busy over the weekend ahead of Sunday's game and before Inter as well and after uh, Burnley. But that is it. Thank you, everyone. Hopefully I've not butchered this too much and done, done Dave <laughs> all right here. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.